This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. And I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Not a whole lot. Uh, big party this past weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, was something to talk about. Your sister's dirty 30. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of funny when uh, your sister turns 30. I, actually, I think it's quite gratifying because now I can be like, you're old. I'd say that party But was... it makes me feel older. <laughs> that party was fun, but the food, just the smell of that food that your sister picked for her party was making me a little nauseous. It wasn't the 17 quarts of hard liquor that I consumed. It was the smell of the food was making me nauseous. Did she have like three gross cakes and like a, a Taco a, Bell, Taco Bell and, and a Krispy donut Kreme cake? Yeah. Donut Tower. And, uh, and the thing that did it for me was that big tub, tureen, if you will, of uh, like macaroni and cheese or something. I just yeah. kept getting like wafts of this like nasty ass cheese and noodle smell. You know what I don't get about my interrupting sister? Interrupting my drinking. I think my sister desires to be in the trailer park but she just isn't because she's in you know another strata of society maybe she could get a trailer put on top of a building downtown san francisco and just live there i mean in reality she's a jewish american princess but i think in a second life or maybe in her previous life she was trailer trash yeah you think so yeah maybe she's like a white trash superhero like they her jewish her japness is just her secret identity and then she changes into you know trailer girl and yeah. you know devours gross food <laughs> but you, you know what was weird for me is i was djing the party and i was spinning she she made it mandatory they couldn't spin any metal or punk yeah. so i had to spin all 80s and 90s music and it was funny for the first time in my life people were actually dancing to the music that i was djing <laughs> they were which like was, dude you're an awesome dj <laughs> dude i i spin music that i like Everyone's just kind of sitting there like, yeah, this is cool, you know. But when I spin music Sometimes. that I absolutely <laughs> loathe, it's like everyone's just sitting there dancing. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. It's interesting. Ladies like to dance. You can't deny it. Well, anyway, I want to say happy birthday to my beloved sister. Happy 30th. But uh, you know what was interesting? I was at the party, and uh, our uh, mutual friend Jay was there. He was just kind of hanging out, and he was just like, D, do I have a website for you? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And you know, it's funny. It's like, I think I've garnered this reputation as being like, you know, you're the master of disgusting websites. It's just like anyone who, any of my friends who have a disgusting website, they're like, oh my God, D, you got to see this. You know, you're going to love this is right up your alley. It's like, okay, dude, do I have this reputation of, uh, you know, I'm into this sick, disgusting porn or something? Yes. <laughs> I don't, I don't know where this came so from. So you have one of those e email inboxes that you can't open up around anybody respectable because it just immediately, it's just message after message of porn and gross, disgusting things come up. Dude, I'm just NSFW. Yeah. Seriously, I'm, I'm like the embodiment of NSFW, not safe for work. Right. It, it, it just seems, and you want to know why? It's because people keep sending me this crap. That's why. I don't go find it's it on my own. It's not your fault. Okay, I do find it on my own. But that's, you know, when I'm by myself. But anyway, uh, Jay was like, dude, I have a great website for you. And I was like, well, what is it about? And he's like, are you into eel fucking? And I'm like, Jay, you know me. You've known me for like 10 years. No, I've, I'm not into eel fucking. He's like, but you're going to love this website. So he was telling me, he goes on to tell me about this genre of Japanese porn that I 
had yet to hear about. I mean, I I've heard I'm, we've discussed Japanese porn in the past on the site on the show. I know we've discussed. I, I believe we have a Japanese listener, a big fan, who uh, sent us a couple. Uh, he sent us the wallpaper that we have up on our site, and he also sent us some uh, disgusting pictures of girls puking on each other and diarrhea and whatnot. Yeah, whatnot. And so, and and I remember discussing, you know, Japanese porn in detail here on the show, but we didn't discuss this genre of Japanese porn. I, I believe it's called Ganky, and it's it's. It has to do with eels. And so Jay, Jay sends me this email. He's like, I found this link on this Usernet group that he's, that he's into. He says it, it had the caption, The Loach's Punishment and Lesbian's Desire and Eel's Crime. It's a lot of English translations here because it's a Japanese website. So he said it was, it was worth investigating. He checked it out. He said it almost made him throw up. And so I was like, all right, I'll go check this out. And what's interesting about the site is it has videos that you can download and you can actually watch, um, you know, girls getting fucked by eels, etc. And um, yeah, and it has uh, pictures on the site. So um, Wackerly, I think you printed out the main page. Yes, that's correct. I, I mean, I've seen some of this stuff before. I, I never knew it was so extensive. You know, this guy's got an entire website with like 30 different videos. Well, what's the URL? It's uh, it's. Ganky Ganky dash Ganky dot com G E N K I. We'll put a link up. People Genki. don't remember what it is. Yeah, we'll have to put a link up to the, on the site. But uh, yeah, like you said, some of these titles are pretty hilarious. There's a mature woman who inserts eel and loach as a, and is restricted by octopus. <laughs> What's a loach? I think a loach is like an eel or something. You know, so like a moray. I really have no idea. There's one in this woman's vagina, though. If you go to the website, you can sort of try and figure out what it is. Well, what's interesting about it is I was checking out a few of the pictures, and the eels kind of emit some kind of slime-like substance that's covering these girls' bodies. Dude, I think that might be artificial KY eel slime. <laughs> you think it's KY slime? The eels aren't very aroused during these. Uh, well, maybe the girls <laughs> aroused, and she's like just kind of secreting that. Well, needless to say, they're just disgusting juices and oozes and i don't know films all over the place well there's, what's what's funny about that site though and i think wackily pointed this out there's so there's like a whole list of uh the, the different porno the dvds that you can order and there's like eel octopus goldfish uh snake and then all of a sudden at the bottom there's just like a golden retriever there's a golden retriever <laughs> but they try and jazz it up and kind of evil it up by calling it love by the scalpel dog but it's just a normal dog and if you look at the pictures the dog really isn't into the uh fucking of this japanese chick it's just kind of you know nosing around and maybe licking some frosting <laughs> off her thigh I, I downloaded the video for that one the dog's completely disinterested it's just kind of like all right i'll lick some frosting but you know i'm I'm not into you, okay? Although I read the description, and it kind of did point out why there was a twist to this one. It's called Lesbian Porn with a Twist, one with a female dog. So oh, okay, so the dog's this isn't female. In, this isn't in the sample video, but apparently they put a strap on on the dog. Um, <laughs> there is also an oral scene in which the dog's vagina is spread wide and lustfully eaten out by the actress. Um, it God, all came hot. out of this director's desire to create a kind of, the kind of mind-blowing imaging that can only be found on Genki porn. The dog is actually my family pet. <laughs> I felt terrible watching it vomit from the heat of the studio lights. And then I love the last line, remorse. I vowed never to shoot another film using a dog. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> 
not he, very hardcore, dude. He, he learned his lesson. I, I think my favorite video, though, on the site is the goldfish one because the girl. So you're wondering, okay, how do you have sex with goldfish? Right. There's the size difference would get in the way. Yeah, think. I mean they're like little, like you know, small goldfish. And what's interesting about it? Not and one I guess of those huge koi. I've, I've never really seen. Yeah, they're not those big like Japanese koi fish. They're Normal like, they're like little goldfish. tiny goldfish that you'd feed to like a you know a bigger fish. But they're wearing like some kind of suit. It looks like a nylon suit or something that they're just shoving goldfish in the suit. I and, believe they're just common pantyhose. <laughs> is it just pantyhose? Maybe. I, I didn't look at it as closely as you did, dude. <laughs> but no, I didn't have my door closed like you did. <laughs> well, it looks like the one that I have in my closet. <laughs> my, my, my cat suit. But I didn't know that you could fill it up with goldfish. Well, it's also funny that in the goldfish video, and there's also a worm video, they apparently just start, you know, murdering these animals halfway through the the film. Oh, you know, with the blender. They put the goldfish in a blender, and they're, like, crushing up the worms and the worm one and smearing the guts all over their face. So I don't know what PETA would have to say about this if... Do they have PETA in Japan? You know, yeah, I, I don't think so. Because... <laughs> don't they eat like don't don't they kill whale over there on a daily basis to to eat in their sushi restaurants? <laughs> well, in the goldfish video, they so they blend these goldfish in the blender. Then she's wiping the slurry all over her body, the and, chum, if you will, the chum. And then the guy is fucking her. So could you imagine what she must smell like? A vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, maybe a vagina that you're used to. I don't Not know, man. Not my current girlfriend, mind you, but I have, uh, you know. But anyway, we'll, we'll put I've up been a in dangerous territory before. Let me just say that we'll have to put up a link to the site, and I'm sure some of our listeners are probably going to end up buying some of this porno because you know it's. It, I guess it does have the shock value. I'm I'm wondering, do you think people really masturbate to this? No, dude, and I'm kind of bitter about it. I mean, it's just. I feel like the people who get this porn are those types of people who probably are completely asexual and they just think it's really cool to have this, you know, avant-garde, weird, bizarre, foreign, bizarre porn. porn. And they like, you'll go over to their house and they'll make you watch it while you sit there on their couch and you'll just be fucking bored. So they're just trying to like freak you out. Yeah. With it's this just, type of just porn. Just buy some porn that you really want to jerk off to, you know? But you know, it'd be kind she of... emails or something. But this porn would be kind of useful to have. Like, let's say, you know, first time you go out with some chick... Bring her back to your house and be like, you want to watch some porno? And you put on like a earthworm porn. So you just desensitize her with that. And then once she's disgusted by that, then you just go right into the anal with her. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, dude. You show her the earthworm porn and then she's going to be like, all right, let's do some anal. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you might even make a crap on her head if you wanted to at that point. But another interesting point I see, but I saw about this and I wanted to point out in if this porn like this eel porn this bestiality porn was filmed in the u.s or in germany the girls in the videos are usually like these strung out haggard looking crack whores you could see the track marks you could see the bad tattoos maybe you five see, teeth in their entire yeah you could see like the cesarean scars bullet wounds in Whereas their ass the girls in this in these videos are hot japanese chicks i, I don't get it well here's my theory about that I think all these Japanese chicks look alike to you. <laughs> and so I, I don't think you could tell a crack or looking Japanese chick from, you know, a really wh hot one. Wait, wait, wait a sec, Wackerly. Are you saying that all Asian girls look alike? To you. But but you're saying, you're <laughs> saying that. So you think, you, you, you think as well as I do look, that. Look, here's all I'm saying. <laughs> I think if you asked a Japanese, they're different people. <laughs> I think if you asked a Japanese guy, if you if you show this to a Japanese guy, you know, you're Jap. If Kenji were here, 
For example, the guy who our, sent our, in the our wallpaper. Japanese man. If he came in and you and I were going, what's going on? These chicks are so hot. They're, they're doing this depraved porn. Kenji would probably be like, "What? Do you, that girl's assy, dude. She looks like shit. And, and you know, he'd be like, this girl over here looks really hot. And we'd sort of just be like, uh, they both look the same, sort of the same. I don't know. So what I think, you- and here's the other thing. I think that Asian girls feel the same way about white dudes because you see hot a well what i would think are hot asian girls which i'm saying might not be that hot <laughs> in with Japan. like idiotic just ugly doofy looking white guys all the time and i just i think they i think they just are into white dudes and it doesn't matter what a particular white dude really looks like yeah but you know what i question with that too is do you think that the white guy's rich and they, you know it's like any girl will date a rich guy yeah and, and well okay maybe but but I think my theory on this is that's true I, of all if, races. I mean, but yeah, I think it goes beyond that because I think you see it way more with way more frequency than you see say see a gold digging you know blonde Nordic chick with with an with idiotic guy who dude. obviously has a Ferrari. Or look something. at Donald Trump. That guy gets a lot of ass. Yeah, he does. But I, I think this is more prevalent than that. I, I don't think. It, but, I don't think this can be just explained by that. I see your point though because you do see a lot of Asian Asian hot Asian girls who what I consider hot Asian girls. I think with, we like, should some send. Be looking we have, white guy. We have Kenji's email address. We should send him this link and say, Kenji, we want you to rate these girls on a scale from one to five, and we'll see how he feels about you know whether they're hot or not. And okay. then we can ask him why are these girls, you know, Kenji, why is your mom doing this? <laughs> your sister. We could also have like all our other Japanese uh, fans rate these porns as well. But I'm just saying that in these videos, if these girls were in a normal video without the earthworms, without the leeches, I would find them hot. Would you? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're attractive well, Japanese for that girls. One. <laughs> She's a little haggard. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they're all okay. good. Finally, I just want to wrap this up. But one thing I want here's a kind of a, a bit of a thought experiment for you, Wackerly. I know you're not into leech porn, and I don't think you get off on goldfish porn. And, you know, it might be interesting to look at, like, a novelty sake, but I don't think you really get off on it. But let's say you've been dating a girl for about a year, maybe seven months. <clears throat> After sex, you're kind of sitting around and you're like, you know, kind of discussing. So, uh, you ever had a menage a trois? Like, what's the freakiest thing you've ever done in the sack? I don't like to talk after sex. Okay. Right to sleep. <laughs> but for the purposes of the thought experiment, okay. Hypothetical situation. <laughs> okay. So, let's say you're like, so what's the freakiest thing you've ever done? And and uh, she's like, well, you know, I was, I dated this Japanese guy and uh, one time, like, he shoved a bunch of uh, earthworms up my vagina and just got kind of like, you know, queefed them out into his mouth. And I'd would be that, like, would that bother you? Well, first of all, I'd be like, what, like one or two or three earthworms. <laughs> 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 and I think to make the thought experiment you know, true to this theme, then she'd be like, no, we'll come here and look on the internet. And then I'd see a picture like this from this site. And no, it'd be way over. So you would be done completely. Yeah, be done. You wouldn't be able to have sex with her again. No. Why? I don't want strange, fishy, or wormy bacteria on my cock. I guess that makes sense. I guess that makes sense. I don't know, man. It, you know, it depends. It depends. If it was just like a snake or maybe a leech or a loach, <laughs> I guess I probably wouldn't be as concerned. Where do you draw the line? I think I draw the line with goldfish. I don't know. I'm kind of disgusted by that. What about the scalpel dog? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't think I could be with a girl that was with a dog. 
female. I could dog. be friends with a girl that was with a dog. I could have her on sick and oh, wrong. I could be friends with any of these chicks. <laughs> but I yeah, just don't I, want to put my thing in there anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I'd find them sexually attractive any longer. But we could we could stay together if we could just do anal. <laughs> what if she shoved the uh, earthworms well, in her ass? Obviously, I'm assuming that the worms were not in that hole. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. But it's an interesting site, and uh, we'll post a link to the site on our website, so you can go check out gankyganky.com. Maybe uh, you'll find a new fetish for uh, yourself. You and I bring you can bring another spark into the marriage. I don't know. <laughs> or just email the guy and say, um, "We want more of the scalpel dog." <laughs> That worm shit sucks. So this is uh, episode 63 here of Sick and Wrong. And to start off the show, um, we should uh, uphold our tradition here. We, we drink a shot of this uh, wretched Thai whiskey, which we're almost done with. It's three quarters of the way through. I'm thinking maybe two or three more shows and it's gone. That's about it. All right. Well, episode 63. Dude, it's getting better with age. It's getting <laughs> no, it's better not. with age. <laughs> oh, God. God, you're such a fallopian tube. I, know. I swear to God, you're a fallopian tube. You know what it is? It kind of tastes like butterscotch, which I just hate that flavor. I don't it know, tastes, man. To me, it tastes like butt or scotch. <laughs> I think it's I think it's just getting smoother for me. Maybe I'm building up a tolerance. Yeah, I'm not maybe. sure. Well, this is episode 63 here of uh, Sick and Wrong, and to do a little uh, wrap up here for uh, 62. Last week, Wackerly once again, the listener won. The episode. Yeah, well, that was a good story. I, I I don't know what's going on here, man. I think the uh, listeners are on a streak here. Man, maybe we'll get them here for episode sixty-three. But I'm hoping um, we're running out of shirts. Just we to, have to just, order another batch. Just a quick recap. I did a story about um a girl, a child abuse story that a girl got shut in like a makeshift Iron Maiden. You did a story. That was pretty good. I, I like that one. It was actually kind of close, the voting the voting totals here. But uh, you did a story about Steve Avery, who was a uh, murderer, who was exonerated. Then he uh, raped and murdered again as soon as he got out. And a listener sent in a story about a uh, – she was she got her dog's head in a box for Valentine's Day. And, uh, yeah, dude, that uh, won the show. He came in with 106 votes. Goes to Adam from the U.K. sent in that uh, story. And Adam got 106 votes. I came in with a close 96. Mm. He just beat me by 10. Yeah, I liked your story, too. And uh, you had a paltry 28 votes. Fuck. <laughs> you just got killed. But no, a lot of people were saying it's just like, you know, dude, a human being murdered is way worse than an animal. And I must say I agree. But I think it's just the circumstances of Adam's article here. that. Um, yeah, if my guy would have sent that woman's head to somebody in a box... Yeah, I, I think... would. I would. I would. Uh, I would lobby for a recount, but obviously that did not happen. So no. I agree that the dog in head in the box sent to the girl with emotional problems is probably was the best story last week. So the listeners have spoken, and uh, yeah, Adam did win episode sixty two, and uh, yeah, Adam, we're going to send you a sick and wrong care package for that. But um, in the meantime, a little quick aside here, uh, we got another article, not another article, update on the uh, dog killing. From a guy named Chain Son. He said, um, man had video of dog killing on his cell phone. So they, it turned out that the guy who uh, decapitated the dog was the girl's ex-boyfriend. Just God. like I said. And wasn't just the like old I guy called. who was getting his lawn shit upon? No. Wasn't Damn the it. Guy. Yeah, and uh, batting zero. Well, I still, we still don't know if she was having sex with the dog. But it turned out it was Anthony Albert Gomez, 24 years old, who was um, uh, Crystal's ex-boyfriend here. 
Uh, Gomez cut the dog's head off, get wrapped in a box, left on the doorstep of Crystal Brown. I guess they had uh, fingered him because, you know, whatever. He lived a couple blocks away. And, and he's I, a psychopath. He's his a last psychopath. name is Gomez. <laughs> I think it might be that Gomez character. I wish I had a friend named Gomez. So uh, the police got a search warrant, searched Gomez's home, and they found on his cell phone video clips showing a dog having its head removed by a chainsaw. When asked about the clips, Gomez said he knew who decapitated the dog and that the act took place in his basement, but he said he didn't cut its head off. He might have suggested it, but he didn't cut its head off. So it's one of his buddies? Yeah, he said it was one of his buddies, according to him. Well, it would be hard to cut a dog's head off uh, by yourself. Yeah, I think you need a couple people. Somebody would have to hold the dog. Well, maybe if you knock it out. Oh, yeah, you're right. I didn't think of that. You could do that. But anyways, he's charged with two counts of cruelty to pets, and I really do hope this guy gets sodomized in prison. He will. There's a lot of dog lovers in there, you know, people who pit fight their dogs. I think so. Yeah. I think so. But, um, yeah, anyway, uh, Adam, you did win uh, episode 62. And, uh, yeah, expect that care package sooner rather than later. Not only are we running out of shirts for the care package, I'm also running out of pubes, so yeah, <laughs> it's becoming a problem. I think you might have to move towards feces. I'm going to have to start taking, like, my ass hairs. Dude, when this show gets huge, think how much those pubes will be worth. Yeah. I don't know. You better preserve them. <laughs> I've heard they can go bad. So, uh, people, you know how Sick and Wrong works. Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week. Listening audience votes. And uh, the winner gets a case of beer. And as a wild card, we also have a listener submission. And so, uh, I don't know who started last week, but I'm going to kick off the show here for episode 63. My article takes place in uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Suspects pleads guilty. In Butler torture murder. So it's actually Butler County, which is a uh, county here in Pittsburgh. A Butler County man who was released from a mental hospital just months before he tortured and killed his mentally disabled roommate pled guilty yesterday to uh, first degree murder. This mm. is a recent recent article. He was released? Yeah. So this guy spent years in a mental hospital. He was just released and then he uh, tortured and murdered his mentally ill roommate. Mm. A mentally disabled somebody, roommate. Uh, somebody should give a job evaluation to that person who's screening the people leaving the mental hospital. Well, you know what, what I wonder about this? How does it work? So you're in a mental institution for years, and they don't actually specify what he was in the institution for. But you're in there for a period of years. You get out. How do they choose where you live? Like, does a social worker be like, okay, you know what? We're going to put you with that retard over there on Avenue, you know, Myrtle Avenue. You know, it's like, how does that happen? I think that's basically how it happens. <laughs> So why would why would they give this insane guy a retarded roommate? Well, who else is going to live with him? I, I, I don't know. I would be pissed. Wouldn't you be pissed if you're the retard? I guess, you know what? Actually, I guess you have a good point there. I, I, if it was just like me and the state was like, hey, we want to put this crazy guy, you know, do you need a roommate and we're going to pay for him to live with you. Is that cool, okay? Okay, <laughs> okay. I would be like, yeah, no, I don't think so. But you know, the retard's probably like, okay. Friend! <laughs> Friend! <laughs> 
So uh, Timothy James Caldwell here, 30 years old, will spend life in prison, plus 21 to 42 months for abusing a corpse and tampering with evidence for the burning death of Jason Michael Ritzert, who is also 30 years old. That's the uh, retarded guy. Mm -hmm. So the DA uh, here, Rhonda Clark, agreed to the plea bargain. I guess she was initially seeking the death penalty for uh, Mr. Caldwell, but in light of the fact that he was in a mental institution for a number of years, yeah, and it's his pretty, defense it's attorney easy to plead insanity at that point. <laughs> well, his defense attorney was trying to get him to plead insanity, and I guess his uh, they had an expert witness here, a psychiatrist, who refused to testify and say he was insane. Um, so what he ended up doing was, you know, he had no other recourse but to advise his client to plead to his client to plead guilty. His client pled guilty to a lesser charge and got life in prison. Yeah, so I think what happens there, he's not insane enough to be completely not culpable and just put back into the mental institution, but he's insane enough that they're not going to give him the death penalty. Yeah, pretty if much. If Pennsylvania even has the death penalty, I don't know. Well, the, the, I guess the uh, psychiatrist refused to testify that the, the defendant was not guilty by reason of insanity or um, guilty but mentally ill. He refused right. to testify completely, so I don't know. I, it, what I wonder is... So what the, they release the guy, what they decide, he's been re rehabilitated, he's normal to enter in, into society. I think they just run out of money. <laughs> you know, <laughs> That's probably what They're it like, is. You've been here for five years, that's all the cash we have to house you, buddy. The next guy's Well, this line. guy's only 30, and it says he spent years in a state hospital. So, I mean, he must have, you know, he probably went in there when he was 15, he must have done something heinous. I, you know, you don't know. It reminds me of Sling Blade, in a way. Because remember Carl murdered his parents when he was young? Exactly. And he was in there. They thought he was rehabilitated. They let him out. He killed again, back in the institution. Carl was a little bit tarted himself, though. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But this guy, this guy seems like uh, he's a little off-kilter. A loose cannon. So, um, not only is Caldwell being tried here, he also had two co-defendants. Melissa Ann Adams, 25 years old, and Russell Hilliard, 36, both of Butler, Pennsylvania. Ms. Clark did not speculate as to whether plea agreements will be reached in these cases. Ms. Clark is the uh, judge. No trial dates are set just yet. Ms. Adams, one of the co-defendants here, has been described as borderline mentally retarded. She is Mr. Caldwell's cousin. And uh, Mr. Hilliard, the other co-defendant here, was Miss Adams' boyfriend. I guess they helped dispose of the corpse. Hmm. So, you know what I think is interesting here? That there's this, like, group of retards that just all hang out together, and like, then they, like, go and murder another retard. It's like, doesn't the state monitor this type of activity? It'd make a good TV show. <laughs> the it's retarded like, rascals. But it's like the dream team here. It's just like, you know, it's okay, a bunch of retards. It's like they get to hang out. The bloodhound gang. What I find interesting about this, too, what's borderline mentally retarded? Doesn't that just sound like a gray area, a vague term? I think that's like an IQ of, you know, 75 to 85 or something. Is that what borderline mentally retarded is? I don't know. I just made that up, but it sounds good. Are they allowed to breed? Like, are they they're allowed to? I mean, would you ever date a girl that borderline mentally retarded? If she was really hot, <laughs> <laughs> those titties ain't retarded. She'd be easy to please. <laughs> yeah, I guess it would be kind of cool. So you're talking By about her Rubik's cube? She'd be busy for hours. So you're talking about like an Anna Nicole Smith type character? <laughs> No, Pamela Anderson. Okay. Yeah. yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess I could see that. 
So uh, the case was one of Butler County's most horrific and was described by the state police captain as bizarre and brutal. So this is what actually happened. Mr. Caldwell confessed to authorities that he hit Mr. Ritzert, his roommate here, the retard. He burned his hands over a period of several weeks as punishment for stealing pocket change. Then, just one day in November 2005, he soaked Mr. Ritzert's shirt in lighter fluid, forced him into a bathtub, and just set him on fire. Hmm. Yeah. Afterward, he took the body, transported it in a stolen meat truck to a garbage bin behind a warehouse, and uh, burned the body again so badly that they can only identify the retarded guy through dental records. So he was like a twice-baked potato at that point. He was a twice-baked tard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this guy roasted this uh, retarded dude. But you know what I find interesting about it? So he burned the guy's hands over a period of several weeks. So over several weeks. So these guys probably both didn't have jobs. Yeah, but isn't there a social worker that's coming around saying, you know, Jimmy or whatever the retard's name was, <laughs> you know, what's going on with your hands? They're kind of fucked up. Yeah, it's like, why do your hands look like lasagna? I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> have you been sticking them in the oven again? But this guy probably, they both didn't have jobs. I guess the guy probably just sat around all day and devised different ways to torture his roommate. What was the retard doing? I, I don't know. I, I guess I bet you the retard wasn't a huge retard like Carl from Sling Blade. He's probably kind of a you know diminutive. So you don't retard. think he was working at Taco Bell or Hardee's? Not with those burned hands. No, I, probably, I, maybe. Yeah, you're right. Maybe he wore gloves around like Michael Jackson. Yeah, I don't know. And then one day out of the blue, the guy's like, "All right, I've had enough of this hands burning. I'm just gonna light you on fire." Sorry, dude. <laughs> We're taking this to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> Corky. I don't know. So, yeah, anyway, um, the guy is uh, uh, did, did receive life in prison. And, uh, yeah, it remains to be seen the fate of his two co-defendants. So on the sick and wrong scale, retarded guy. Th- I mean, this, this wasn't a, a particularly heinous crime. Retarded guy was burned alive and then burned again. And then um, a brought in a meat trunk to a dumpster. I like the dumpster barbecues near the dumpster. Just, yeah, reaches demise in a dumpster. I think that I happens, this happened a, frequently here yeah, on Sick and Wrong. Yeah, in a parking lot behind a building next to the dumpster. Or in that Golden Gate uh, Candlestick Park. Right. Another one was burned alive. It's a good place to burn stuff, yeah. I guess. So on the Sick and Wrong scale, you know what? Um, the guy did die. He was burned twice. I'm going to have to give it an 8.8. What do you think? Yeah, I'm right in line with you there. I was going to give it an 8.9, 8.7, somewhere in that range. So also an 8.8. Not quite a 9 because the guy's retarded. It wasn't like he, like, you know, I mean, the guy was insane. It wasn't like he was, I guess he was malicious in the fact that he burned the guy, but I don't know. It's pretty I'm, bad. It's evil. Maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe we're, I feel like we are a little jaded on the on the corpse or the people burning, but. I don't know. Well, Strangely enough, I have a similar story, so I hope we're not. I hope it's not too played out. Well, I hope you don't step on my toes here, Wackerly. We'll see. Okay. What do you have? Uh, my story comes out of Houston, Texas. Uh, a guy named Timothy Wayne Shepard, three names, always a good sign. You know he's a serial killer if he has three names. Yeah. Or a cor- molester. Or soon to be, yeah, would have been if you know he wasn't caught for this heinous crime. But according to law enforcement officials, 
Shepard dismembered and then burned the body of his former girlfriend, Tynesha Stewart, a 19-year-old Texas A&M University student. Nothing remains of Stewart's body. Harris County Sheriff Tommy Thomas said that it's always good when you have a sheriff with two Tommy first Thomas. Names too, yeah, right? and that guy's that guy should have been like a heavy metal musician. Right. Tommy Thomas on bass. Tommy <laughs> Thomas <laughs> and D Simon in <laughs> cock rockers. <laughs> I also don't, under, I don't understand why this nineteen year old college student, you know, she's probably got a few, had a future ahead of her, is dating this twenty seven year old loser. Was this guy a college student? No. He oh, wasn't okay. a college student. Um, he was just a chef. A neighbor, Lewis, Lewis Evans, uh, whose balcony faces Shepherds in the quiet tree-lined enclave of in northern Houston, said, I just don't know what to think about it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, uh, who, who would know what to think about it? Um, they say that uh, Timothy Wayne Shepherd was angry that his girlfriend had started a new relationship. So she was getting her shit together. She okay. found a nice guy at Texas A&M. So she broke it off with this guy, and this guy's a spurn lover. And he decides to get revenge. Yeah, the the amazing thing about this story is how oblivious all these neighbors were. <laughs> on March 16th, well, Stewart was last seen on March 15th, and she was reporting reported missing on March 19th. But on March 16th, right in between there, uh, Timothy's neighbors said they first noticed the unusual activity and the unpleasant odor on Shepard's balcony. So this guy was grilling her body parts in his grill on his balcony. Yeah, and nobody said really said anything. Uh, the neighbor Lewis Evans said the smell was awful. I was wondering what is he burning? Not cooking, but burning. There is a difference. What I don't understand about this: don't you have to have like a like an oven to really burn a corpse? They get into that a little bit here. Um, I mean, Evans, is the grill hot enough? Well, listen to this though. Evans called nine one one because this fire, I guess, was a little bit out of control. You could see the flames shooting out of the. It was grill. probably just the fat burning. Right. So apparently, it was pretty hot. And firefighters even came by, but the flames had calmed at that point, and Shepard assur- assured the firefighters that everything was under control. That, did they look in the grill? Did they <laughs> like, smell? What is that, a pot roast? Yeah, what are yeah, you cooking? Yeah, it's a pot roast. <laughs> okay, like, see you later. Carry on. It's like, what are you cooking there, buddy? Apparently, they didn't ask, or he told them something, and they believed that it was you know, a baked ham. I don't know. Maybe Tommy Thomas isn't the most quick-witted of uh, deputies. This other neighbor is great. Another neighbor, 18-year-old James Hebert, told the Houston Chronicle that he often cooked out with Shepard and even <laughs> left his grill at Shepard's apartment. So wait, was Shepard using his buddy's grill? I believe so. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't even want it back. I feel like it's yours now. This was James Hebert's reaction. He was pissed that he wasn't invited over for the new barbecue. <laughs> when he wasn't invited over, he asked his neighbor what was going on. This is the best. This is the it's best. Like, how dare you have a cookout and not invite me? This is the prick. best. This is the best decoy ever. Shepard replied, "He was cooking for a wedding." <laughs> You'd think James, the neighbor, would be like, uh, "I don't see a wedding. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a wedding. It's next week." But would you <laughs> be get, like, "I'm okay. getting this cooking done early." But it smells like a human body burning. What, I mean, what do you cook in there? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and then I'm getting sick of this. And I'm going to start, we need to start commemorating every time this happens because it's pissing me off. And not commemorating in a good way, deriding. I'm getting sick of the sheriff saying, this certainly turned out to be one of the most heinous crimes I've ever seen in my 38 years for law enforcement. I'm starting to not believe that because every sheriff in every story always says that. But you want to know why, though? It's kind of like 
Hazard County. These stories aren't aren't occurring in Detroit because you know if this happened in Detroit, it'd be like, yeah, we had a guy cooking up his girlfriend last week. Whereas, they like, just I think, ask the reporters, like, why are you even here? You know, I think <laughs> this is in like Paw Paw, Michigan. It's just like, yeah, dude. I mean, it doesn't happen all the time that but someone's cooking in, up his girlfriend. This happened in Houston. Maybe it was a maybe it was a suburb of Houston. I don't know. Actually, you'd think in Houston's a big enough city. I, mean, I imagine they cook up their girlfriends all the time in Houston. But here I have a follow-up that also will kind of apply to your story that I'll try and get through really quickly. Uh, Slate.com actually did a follow-up article to this article, and the title is, What's the Smell of Burning Human Flesh? Interesting. I don't want you to ask a Nazi. <laughs> well, that's actually, they get into that. <laughs> but uh, burning muscle tissue gives off an aroma similar to beef in a frying pan, and body fat smells like a side of fatty pork on the grill. Mm. Smells pretty smells good. like pork. But that doesn't really describe the whole problem. Well, well, the problem arises is that when you get beef from the store or pork, it doesn't have... It's got the blood drained out of it, mostly. There aren't a bunch of blood vessels in it. Don't they cut the fat off? Sometimes. The fat smells fine. It's the blood. is has got so much iron in it that when you burn a bunch of blood, it gives off a coppery metallic smell. Uh, another thing that isn't in the beef uh, from the grocery store or meat market are internal organs, which rarely burn completely because of their high fluid content. They smell like burnt liver. I love how they say that, like, you, I know what burnt liver <laughs> smells <laughs> like. No, nobody's cooked liver since the 50s, you know? <laughs> so, so what you're saying here is if you're going to burn a body, you don't want to do it on your porch. Right. Because it's going to smell. Oh, it goes on. <laughs> there, there are more funny smells. Firefighters say that cerebrospinal fluid burns up in a musky sweet perfume. Well, that could be nice. Make it's a like nice an sauce. amalgamation of odors here. Yeah, that must make have a been... sauce out of it. But And then the other problem is decompo- decomposed bodies smell especially bad when they're set on fire because, you know, bacteria inside the organs, start uh, starting with the intestines and the pancreas, they reproduce and release methane byproducts, which I think we all know what that smells like. Kind of like you smell right now, actually. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> and when they... When they when I ate a bean burrito for lunch. Firefighters call these types of blo- bodies bloaters. Uh, and when that kind of a decayed body uh, starts to burn, all those foul-smelling gases Yeah, isn't released. there like methane and gas? I mean, when it kind of... No wonder the fire was so so big here. And and then they go on to say that, you know, the 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 gestalt the smell when you put it all together is easier to recognize than to describe the scent is nauseating and sweet putrid and steaky <laughs> i didn't know that was a word so so what if you wanted to properly dispose of a corpse using your grill you'd need to drain the body of blood first well no because then you got all this blood everywhere what they say sort of at, by way of a solution to the question that you're uh asking is that Operators of crematoriums heat the bodies to 1,750 degrees Fahrenheit, which is way hotter than you can get on your Weber on grill. On your grill, yeah. Um, they also have, you know, the burning chambers have doors and a big smokestack where all the gas goes way up in the air and nobody has to smell that shit. So that's the key. Uh, they don't really know how this guy burnt up this entire body on this sort of low temperature so He grill. must have chopped it up into sirloins, like really little pieces, small pieces. Like small thinking, pieces. Yeah. So what did he do with the bones? I don't know. I mean, yeah, what, what happened? So so what, how did he dispose of the corpse? Did he, like, throw the grill away? Did he throw the body away, like, the, the pieces away in a garbage bag? He did throw the, the grill away. You know, he kind of, I think, had a big 
uh, garbage bag of all the ashes and remains, and that's probably where the bones were. And then he threw the grill away, and this was right around the time that uh, you know law enforcement people came over and nabbed him, took him so, off to the Huskow. So I guess what you've learned, what we've learned here from um, deduce from the story, is if you want to properly burn a corpse, you need an oven that's really hot. Yeah, but it's nice to have neighbors who are just really oblivious to anything going on around them, too. So this guy had that going for him. Yeah, but, I mean, they definitely smelled something weird. Yeah, I guess that's probably ultimately why he was caught. It's just, it's too stinky to do in an apartment complex. You need a big farm or something where you don't have any neighbors. Or go to a dumpster behind, uh, like this guy did, in yeah, my story. Yeah, where you just sort of start the fire and run away. That seems to work, too. But this dude burned, I mean, in my story, the guy burned him in his bathtub, so that must have smelled pretty bad. That was just the pre-roasting. Oh, okay. I think the final the final burn was behind the dumpster. So so how did this guy so this guy got caught because his neighbors complained and they they looked in the garbage bag and they found a bunch of bones, charred bones. Is that Apparently, what happened here? I, I didn't really read it to the end of the article. <laughs> I got I got sidetracked. Uh here it is. Dion Whitaker, thirty one, who lives in the complex, said she saw Shepard carry the grill and smoker to a garbage can. Uh, a day or so later, and uh, that's kind of, I guess she called the cops, and they went and found the thing and put two and two together. This so is missing girl. This is her boyfriend. And, you know, put two and two together, officer. So I know you're Andy criticizing Griffin. the neighbors here for uh, being oblivious, but let's say you live next to this guy or a couple houses away, and you smelled something weird. He was on his... Would you really do anything? Oh, yeah, dude. What would you do? I mean, would you be like, God, that guy's got a big, huge fire going on his balcony. Well, as you He's know. He's burning his steaks. As you know, I have binoculars for the pure reason of spying on the neighbors. Uh, so yeah. I would look at him through my binoculars and say, I don't know what the hell he's putting on his grill. And I would call 911. You see, I think maybe, I don't know, man. I, I guess maybe it's like I've, I've I, I don't want to go back to saying I'm jaded. But I think if I saw someone burning something, I think I'd just be, kind of be like, well, you know, the guy definitely doesn't know how to use a grill properly. Who cares? I'm no, just going to go watch TV. You're coming at this completely wrong. This isn't about being a good Samaritan. First of all, the girl's already dead. But I wouldn't have suspected he was this burning is a, a this dead one, body. This is, this is a putrid burning stench wafting into your bedroom for three days. That's why you call the cops, because you're sick of it. Okay, if I, I, I guess if I would have smelled a putrid stench, I probably would have complained. But would you have confronted him, or would you have called the cops? No, I wouldn't confront him. I'd call the cops. <laughs> yeah, I guess I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah, it's not about doing anything for this girl. She's already chopped up. It's about relieving your nostrils from this putrid stench. From this nasty stench. So on the sick and wrong scale, what are you going to give that article? It's a difficult one to rate. Not really. I'm going to give it a 9.4. Because he, so I mean, but I want grounds. The fact that he already murdered this woman, chopped her up, and then was lighting her on fire. Three days of uh, prolonged burning. That's why I'm giving it that high score. I'm going to give it a 9.2. All right. Fair enough. 9.2. I know. Well, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about this. Well, the listener submission that uh, came in this week is once again a pretty formidable article here. We've uh, been receiving some. Uh, Really good sick and wrong stories from our listeners. I think we, I think our our fans here have been. To, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think they're they, honing their skills. Yeah, I think they're honing their skills and finding uh, some really disturbing news items. So this one came in from uh, Eric. Eric is a Swedish fan, and uh, I think he's uh, emailed us numerous times. And so Eric uh, submitted this article. And what's funny about it, what's ironic, is we also I found this article before Eric did. 
And, you know, we can claim squatters' rights. It's kind of like George Bush claiming executive privilege. <laughs> but uh, we can claim squatters' rights. But you know what? I was, like, going to do that, and I thought, you know, I'm going to let Eric have this one. Because Eric did send it in early, and I, I found it the same day. And, uh, and then I looked at the email, and I saw that Eric sent this one. So I was like, all right. And then uh, subsequently, we had, like, two other fans sending the same article. Mm. So it was a popular one amongst the listeners. So this happened in uh, Savannah, Georgia, and it's been all over the news. So I think a lot of people heard about this. Molester and dad abuse boy while mom watched. Did you hear about this one, Wackerly? I'm not sure. You'll have to read it. So a convicted child molester and his father took turns sexually assaulting a six-year-old boy while the molester's mother watched. Then they choked the boy to death, according to an indictment issued this past Wednesday. This happened How old in, was the boy? Seven? Six. Six. This happened in uh, Savannah, Georgia. The indictment charges all three family men- members with the murder and child molestation in the slaying of young Christopher Michael Barrios. Oh, I did read this one. Yeah. Whose body was found inside a trash bag dumped by a roadside. See, they didn't even try to dispose of the corpse. They're just like, fuck it, dude. Let's just toss it from the car. So um, district attorney here, Stephen Kelly, said he will seek the death penalty against 32-year-old George David Edenfield who has a prior prior child molestation conviction from 97, and he's seeking the death penalty against his parents, David and Peggy Edenfield. And uh, once again, Kelly, the DA here, said, it's one of the most horrific crimes he's seen in 21 years of prosecution. What? Don't parents know about the Megan's Law website? You know, you can see, you can go on the internet and find out exactly where all the molesters live in your neighborhood. But their don't son's think, a molester. Well, I was going to say, yeah, but the I'm talking about the little kids' parents, the six-year-old parents. Yeah, this happened in Trailer Park, though, in Georgia. <laughs> I was get, Well, I'm going to say, I was going to go on to say, don't think for a second that you live in a neighborhood where there aren't any molesters. There's going to be molesters in your neighborhood. But you just need to know exactly where they are and tell your little kid, don't go in that yard or near that house. Yeah, but the parents... Maintain a two-house radius from that, that guy and this guy and that guy over there and down the street because <laughs> that's how many molesters are going to be registered on Megan's Law right around your house, I guarantee But the it. parents were probably so high on speed, marijuana, and, like, malt liquor that they you're probably never just too didn't high. even care. You're never too high to check the Megan's Law website. Actually, if you're high, it can be kind of entertaining at the same time. It is kind of funny. I always like typing in the area code of where I went to high school to see if anyone I went to high school with is on the Megan's Law website. I've never you ever done, done that? that? No, but I will, great. I will this week. I saw three people I recognized. <laughs> and type in Megan's Law people and check to see who, uh, who um, some of your former schoolmates were perverts. So Christopher went missing for a week before police found his body three miles from his trailer park home outside Brunswick, a Georgia port city, 60 miles south of Savannah. The suspects lived in a mobile home across the street from the boy's grandmother. So the indictment here, the charges contain grim details about the case that police and prosecutors had not previously revealed. It says Christopher died from asphyxiation the day he was reported missing. After the suspects choked him while ignoring his complaints that they were hurting him. Uh, It also claims George Edenfield and his 58-year-old father sodomized the boy and forced him to perform oral sex while Peggy Edenfield, the mother, watched and masturbated. (laughs) This is like the Hills Have Eyes family. (laughs) Dude, it's like uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, completely. I don't know, but but you know what's interesting about this? 
Republicans are always complaining about the deterioration of family values and the family unit. So, uh, you know, it's like you read an article like this and you think, well, there's a family doing an activity together. It's like, you know, it's, it's people always say, well, we don't care about our families anymore. We're no longer a family unit. You know, parents aren't spending time with their child. Well, this story proves them wrong because here's two parents engaging in an activity with their son, albeit a disgusting, heinous activity, but an activity nonetheless. I don't really know where you're going with this. The, <laughs> what I'm the, saying... the family that molests together <laughs> stays together? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, what I'm saying is, you know, the Republicans are always saying, like, let's get back to family values. Well, is this what they mean? To be fair, I believe the Democrats are also saying that. <laughs> I don't think any of the major political parties are anti-family values at this point. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so you can chide, you can chide this guy for... The atheist singleton party? <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> they didn't get many votes last but election. But I'm saying you can chide this guy for killing and murdering and sodomizing this kid. But what I'm saying is they did it as a family unit. So there's togetherness. Maybe. Is, is all I'm saying I here. bet you they don't go to church, though. If they would have gone to church, this would have been stemmed. Yeah, they, they probably don't. So um, and well, what is interesting, too, is I love how the, uh, the, the father and the son you know, we're double teaming the kid. I don't, I don't know if they're making a pyramid, like high five pyramid, you know, while they're going at it. But the mom was just sitting there masturbating. How does this happen? I like, like, dude, I mean, so it's like. I really can't tell you. I can't even come up with a funny explanation. I, I, I can't I even can't, fathom it, no. though. It's just like, I, I don't even know. Son's like, hey, mom, dad, I got one. Yeah. Let's all go in the kitchen and, uh, yeah, Dad, let's take turns uh, raping and sodomizing this kid. Mom, you just stand there and masturbate, okay? It is strange that they came to a consensus that this was a good way to spend a Thursday afternoon. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. So you, know for, what I, you know what I blame it on? Unemployment. Because <laughs> I guarantee you nobody in this family has a freaking job. Dude, it's just, but you know what, though? I blame it on the trailer park because I think this stuff kind of stuff happens all the time. It could happen in the projects also. Yeah. So a friend of the Edenfield family here, Donald Dale, was uh, indicted on charges of concealing a death and tampering with evidence. Kelly said Dale did not become involved until after Christopher had been killed. So Dale was a friend of the family. I think they killed the kid and they called up their buddy who lived a couple trailers over and was just like, Hey, uh, Donald, we need some help getting rid of this body, so uh, can you come on over? They met Donald by looking him up on the sex offender registry. <laughs> but hey, you know, you know, we, dude, know, we can know that guy. We'll get along with him. True friends help you dispose of a corpse, though. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Donald was definitely a, a true friend here. So um, Nathan Williams, who's the attorney for uh, Peggy and uh, the father here, declined to comment because if you think about it, what type of defense could you even come up with for these these fucking bastards that's got to be an odd job dude it's got to be difficult it's like i guess the only thing you could try to do is just not get them you know the death penalty not puke in your mouth but it's just like i wouldn't even want to speak to them would you you got to as i mean it's your job but it's just like god it's i i I don't even know if i could look at them so uh clients what the fuck yeah it's just like what were you thinking so, yeah, Dale admitted to investigators that he helped the Edenfields dispose of the body. Um, charges against the Edenfields other than murder and uh, child rape is false imprisonment, cruelty to children, and enticing a child for indecent purposes. They describe the uh, son here as mentally slow, but not retarded, and capable of understanding right from wrong. So if you think about this, dude, this story here, I think, is a trifecta. You have incest, you have sodomy, and you have murder. 
That's true. It's a trifecta. No barbecue, though. I don't know. Yeah, there was no barbecue. They didn't roast. They just kind of tossed the kid in a garbage bag right outside the car. Yeah. But, you know, I'm going to have to give it a 9.6. Maybe a 9.7. I'll, I'll take 9.6 on that one. Yeah, it's pretty. It's uh, another formidable injury. By it's a especially listener. heinous. Well, you know what? We're going to have the the listening audience vote on this one. Go to sickandwrongpodcast dot com. Use our voting system, and uh, you decide who has the most disturbing news item for episode sixty three. Sick and wrong is now on sickradio.com. Well, uh, Wackerly, we need to wrap up the show here, getting towards the end. Um, as usual, we tend to get to a listener email towards the end of the show. And um, we've been receiving a lot of email. Can't get through everything. But a couple things I wanted to point out. We got an interesting email from a guy I'm not allowed to name because he asked me not to name him on the show. Which I don't find that odd because I think a lot of people don't want their real name being um, you know, aired here on Sick and Wrong, the podcast. Do you want to give him a fake name? Um, uh, we'll call him John. All right. So, That's a really uh, boring fake name, but okay. So John says, uh, please don't use my name on the show because I'm going to discuss work and I have to keep that private. Um, he is uh, also a, uh, he also does a podcast, which uh, you can go check out. It's called the um, Sater Cast. Is that how you say that word? S-A-T-Y-R, Sater, Satter? Sure. <laughs> Satter Cast. And uh, he is a co-writer on another podcast, which I've listened to, which is pretty good, called The Road Trip to Oblivion with uh, Jason Oblivion. You I've heard, heard of that one. That one. I don't think I've ever listened to it, but I've heard. But I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts. So don't listen to me about that. I think we might link to this one on our site, but if if not, we should put up a link there. Sure, but I I forbid this guy from using my name on his podcast. He can use my name if he wants. But uh, yeah, Road Trip to Bolivian is a great podcast. You could sh- check it out. So um, John here says that he lives up in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. He works for a uh, NBC affiliate. He said that they covered the Avery trial in detail. And so Avery uh, was the guy that you did the article last weekend in episode 62. Correct. He's the man who um, was exonerated of, uh, was it rape or murder? He spent 30 years in prison for a rape that he apparently did not commit. Uh, Not a big believer in uh, second chances being a rare thing. He went out and murdered a woman who came to take pictures of his sister's minivan and then burned her body in the in the junkyard that he After his co-ran release. with his family. So uh, John here says they covered the Avery trial in detail, all signs of it. Before he was arrested, his station got to interview Stephen Avery at his auto salvage yard. During the time of the interview, Teresa Hallback, Hallbuck, that's how you say her name, Teresa Hallbuck, was listed as missing. So they didn't find her body parts yet. They didn't find uh, her remains. And, so uh, he met uh, Stephen Avery, it sounds like. He met him, yeah. They, the uh, station interviewed him. And uh, Avery Auto Salvage was merely a point of interest, quote-unquote. The reporter was visibly shaken just in talking to Avery and vowed never return to return to his home. Amazingly, Avery had a burn barrel fire going on during the interview. You can see it on screen. And that was where Hallbuck's bones and cell phone were found. Hmm. So it's a pretty good chance that she was burning right behind him while his uh, station was interviewing him. I wonder if John experienced any of these smells we have been discussing tonight. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder. The way he spoke, she was already dead. It's a haunting tape to this day. 
Just thought I would let you know. Especially because there was a foot sticking out of the barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody quite noticed it until uh, repeated viewing later on. Just thought I'd let you know that the entire Avery family is messed up. They're all pretty damn scary people. Oh, and his nephew here, Brandon Dassey, is going to trial soon for his assist in the rape and murder of Hallbuck. And uh, his station's going to be covering that, too. And he'll send any fucked up stories that comes out of it. Nice. So it's always good, it's always good to know that. So um, he, he mentions one thing. I think we should give him a plug. Go check out um, John's podcast here at uh, www.satyrcast.com, the Sattercast. Uh, go check it out. It's supposed to be a good show. And uh, also you can go check out Road Trip to Oblivion at uh, oblivion.libsyn.com. So he writes for that podcast? I think he must be a co-host or something. Yeah. We should get some writers. <laughs> yeah, we, we should get some writers. <laughs> yeah, we should get some writers. I, I think maybe we can get some uh, better quips on the show, don't yeah, you think? Yeah, instead of just fucking around on microphone. I don't know. We also got an email here from, uh, oh, well, thank you, uh, John, for sending that in. And uh, people go check out his, his uh, show here. Also, we uh, got an email here from Mickey. Who um, is sending a, a, a number of emails? Female fan. She. Um, I wonder if she's hot. Um. Hey, Mickey. She's so fun. Yeah. She's sending she a picture. Blows here. my mind. So she. She. Um. Ha- so aired some comments here about the uh, girl that found the dog's head. She claims that she thought the the girl was actually fucking the dog. So she agreed with you on that point. Yeah, and uh, I think that's totally plausible, if you ask me. And uh, she says one more thing. You should get sick and wrong panties in the store. What do you think of that, Wackerly? Should we get sick and wrong panties? Um, maybe if more people bought anything off of the uh, the website, I'd be uh, up for adding more uh, items. But right now, let's just try and sell the T-shirts and stickers that we have up there. Well, we've been selling a few shirts. I, you know, <clears throat> a few. I'd like to see more <clears throat> volume put through the store. But to be honest, though, we just put the store up. So I did work on it for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, worked on it. But you know, to be honest, we did we did just put up the store. But you know what? I think the reason why the uh, shirts aren't selling like hotcakes is the fact that we don't have a picture of someone wearing the shirt, like a hot ass model, like my brother. Oh no! Yeah, on uh, on Friday night, went to my brother's bar. He was wearing the sick and wrong shirt and a leather vest. Took a picture of it. We'll be posting that on the website so you can see what the sick and wrong shirt looks like on a middle-aged gay man. I don't know how I feel about your brother wearing that at his bar. I kind of think it defames the podcast. (laughs) I don't know, man, dude. A lot of sick and wrong activity occurs at that bar. Mm, That's true. So, hey, who knows? I'll withhold judgment. But when people see uh, my brother's picture... I think they're going to be buying the t-shirt. Are we going to pixelate his face or just fuck it? (laughs) Fuck it, dude. We already have his mullet picture up there. That's true. Yeah, we might as well. So people, yeah, go to sickandwrongpodcast.com, click on the store, buy yourself a t-shirt. You'll be the coolest kid on your block. Except for the other kids who bought one also. Yeah. And keep in mind uh, that it's going to be a new month here at Podcast Alley, so if you get the chance... Go on over to the Sick and Wrong page on Podcast Alley. Give us a vote. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up in the top 50 once again, which is always kind of gratifying if you think about it. It is gratifying. Although, if you listen to some of the other podcasts that are ranked around us, I have to say they really suck, which takes away some of the glory of being there, you know, the company that we I think people cheat, though. I think people vote for themselves multiple times. That's true. Yeah, and that might be why. I don't know. 
And maybe I'm just saying that because <laughs> we're number like 49. Maybe. Yeah, who knows. Well, anyway, stay tuned for next week. We'll be back with uh, episode 64. And that's going to be from the new Sick and Wrong Studios in the Tenderloin. Oh, boy. Until I can't then, wait. take it sleazy.